Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. It's time for the Newsmax Daily from Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Now, now, here's your host, Rob Carson. Only 7% of the nation say that the country's doing well under uh, President Biden. Biden is, uh, is blowing it. This is so hard to believe because he got 81 million votes. I mean, he was the most popular candidate in the history of the world, and, and for good reason, right? I mean, in the history of the country, everybody knew Joe Biden was going to do a great job because that's why 81 million people voted for him, because they knew he'd be a, do a great job. Somehow, for some reason, they knew that the 50 years of failure that preceded him in Washington, D.C. would absolutely disappear, would evaporate like a puddle of water on a hot highway. But uh, no, it didn't, actually. It just went to, uh, it went to crap. It went to, you know, wearing a hand basket. Everything that he has uh, touched, as I like to say, has absolutely turned to crap. I call it the crap touch. It is the uh, it is the worst. Um, it is the absolute uh, antithesis of the Midas touch. It's the exact opposite of the Midas touch. It is the uh, the crap touch, and that's what he's managed to do to everything. Did you go grocery shopping this weekend? I did go grocery shopping this weekend. I'm still seeing, by the way, a lot of uh, store shelves that are empty, and things are only going to get worse. For instance, you know we have a major uh, baby formula shortage right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks like Walgreens is the second largest uh, pharmacy store in the United States, the largest chain behind CVS, and now they're limiting the amount of baby formula can get because there's a shortage of it. Where's Pete Buttigieg? Where is Pete Buttigieg? Oh, he's on The View talking about how uh, people who don't want their children taught about sex and sexuality are, are murdering people. That's what he's doing. That's what Pete Buttigieg is doing. You know, because he's a little liberal academic who's done nothing in his entire life. But, uh, you know, he checks a couple boxes. So, you know, he's suddenly the, the Secretary of Transportation. Anyway, so you can only buy a little bit of baby formula. Product uh, supply challenges are currently impacting most of the retail industry as of the week of March 13th. Analysis by Data Assembly found 29% of the top-selling baby formula products were out of stock at more than 1,100 stores, a steep increase from 11% in November. So... Not only are you not able to get the groceries that you want at your grocery store, but now you won't be able to feed your baby. You know, this is another thing that we are uh, running short on. With regard to the economy, like I said, only 7% of Americans believe the country is doing well as a whole. Okay? 33% say the nation is doing very badly. All right? Uh, As far as inflation, 31% say that uh, he's doing an okay job. 69% say he is not. With regard to uh, the uh, Ukrainian war... 41% 41% approve, 59 disagree, immigration 31 to 69, crime 34 to 66, which to me means crap touch. 
This is kind of gauging some uh, some footage, by the way. I've been hearing this a lot. Crap touch. Crap touch. Here is uh, Chuck Todd this weekend, normally a uh, sycophantic uh, Biden supporter, talking once again about how lousy things are. As Democrats look ahead to November, they see a lot of reasons for war. But the top concern, likely the economy. And while measuring the country's economic picture right now is complicated, the nation's mood about it. Certainly. I guess it's a good thing we're short on formula because nobody can afford it. Not. In fact, the Consumer Sentiment Index from the University of Michigan is probably the best thing we have to measure where people think the economy is. When Biden took office, it sat at 7. I don't need to look at that. I'll just go into the toilet and just look in there. That's what the economy looks like to me. It went up a little. Before flushing. Bit in sort of B-plus territory when the yeah. COVID response improved. It is now sitting at 62.8. That is basically a failing grade, if you want. Before, uh, just before the pandemic hit, February of 2020, this index was sitting at 101. Yeah. It felt really good about the economy. And then what happened? Crap touch. Yeah, here's a little more from uh, Chuck Todd about inflation. Look at the stock market. Stock market's up 11% since oh, yeah. Biden took office. Yeah. It's sitting at just over 31,000. As of Friday, it was near 35,000. For what it's worth, yes. the Dow is down for this calendar year from Uh-oh. January to now, but up overall. Ah. So why is everybody upset about the economy? It's this number, 7.9%. When Biden took office, the inflation rate was sitting at 1.4%. But as we've been digging out from COVID, all this money thrown into the economy, we see what the inflation rate is doing. The question is, they're going to stop going up? No, wait, 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 wait. Did Chuck Todd just admit that uh, government spending drives inflation? That's kind of weird. That's a little bit of truth. Kind of odd. And then, of course, you uh, you know, the big news that 27 people were shot and six killed over the weekend. And I'm not talking about Ukraine. I know you're probably thinking of Ukraine. Oh, my God, it's so bad over there. That's a really bad weekend in Ukraine. Now, that's Chicago. Yeah, 27 people were shot, six of them fatally during the weekend in uh, Mayor Lightfoot's uh, Chicago, by the way. Yeah, 27 people were shot. What do you think about that? Joe Biden wants to go after uh, ghost guns. They're ghost guns. Uh, and, and I don't know from squat what ghost guns are all about. I know that a lot of collectors use them. Uh, I know that very few of them, uh, people are ordering ghost guns online to commit crime. I do know that there was a mass shooting in Sacramento that really wasn't a mass shooting. It was another gang shooting. Two guys outside of a club after the club closed just decided to shoot up a bunch of people, uh, killed a bunch of people. But the reason why that it hasn't been parlayed into something much bigger is because it's the Democrat Party talking gun control and black people died. Like, for instance, 27 people were shot in Chicago over the week. Six people were killed. 27-year-old man. There was an 18-year-old man. There was a 61-year-old woman shot in Chicago. Uh, But they're all black people. So they don't really matter to the Democrat Party there. So that's what happened uh, over the weekend in in Chicago. Donald Trump was in North Carolina. He was in Selma, North Carolina to a sold-out crowd over the uh, the week. It sold out. He didn't sell out. But it was full. It was packed. People stood in line to hear a man speak. Why? Because he's the guy who's offering hope in a country right now where 7% approve of the commander-in-chief. And 41% of us don't believe he was elected fairly. Here's Donald Trump with his big intro this weekend. Thank you, Selma. We love to be in Selma, and we've had some great experiences here, and we've had a great victory here. Tremendous. I'm thrilled to be back in the great state of North Carolina with thousands of proud, hardworking American patriots. 
Seven months from now, the people of North Carolina are going to vote to fire the radical left Democrats. You're going to send yep. the very great man. He's a great man. I've known him a long time. He's a tremendous person. Ted Budd to the U.S. Senate. And that was ostensibly what the uh, rally was for, but it was another, you know, a Trump rally. It's also, and many of you may not know, it's, it's uh, a lot of it is uh, fundraising. Right now, Donald Trump has around $160 million in his coffers raised by these events for a potential run for president. And that's why I say, oh, yeah, I think he's going to run. Yeah. Here's what he had to say. Again, the biggest line of the night. The truth is I ran twice. I won twice. Yeah, you did. I did much better the second time than I did the first. Have you noticed you're not hearing as much from the mainstream media yelling people down when they say that the 2020 election was stolen? Have you noticed that? They've kind of backed off that. I think maybe it's because the whole uh, Russia collusion thing was actually uh, proven absolutely hilariously wrong. And Hillary Clinton, the Democrat Party, got fined, fined for paying for the dossier, which was uh, propaganda, and uh, it involved Russia. Thought you should, and then oh, then there's that Hunter Biden laptop thing. There's also that that fell too. So all of a sudden, the mainstream media is kind of like maybe they're on to us. And now we may have to do it again. Here we go. I'd like to see him back in office before 2024. By the way, yeah, I would. I think a lot of you too. Is there anybody here who would like to see me run again? Huh. <laughs> Put that here. I'll remember. And it's interesting because over the weekend, the HHS secretary, Mayorkas, who is a, he's a lying little tool. He is a filthy propagandist who says the biggest thing we have to worry about is Trump supporters, essentially. He calls it white supremacy. They started calling conservatives uh, racist 30, 40 years ago on college campuses. It, that wasn't echoing anymore because the calls of racism fell upon deaf ears, so they made us white supremacists. And that's what he's still spouting. But uh, here, our former president, uh, who should be the president, uh, talked about it's not Russia, it's not China. Those aren't the real dangers. The real dangers are right here in America right now, and they're trying to shut you and me up. Irreversible harm that Democrat politicians did to our young people is unforgivable, and American voters will punish them at the ballot box this November. Despite all your hearing and seeing of China and Russia and Iran and others, our biggest danger what? is not from outside coming in. Our biggest single danger is from the sick and radical politicians that are knowingly or unknowingly wanting to destroy our country. What do you think uh, uh, CRT is all about? What do you think uh, the 1619 Project is all about? What do you suppose opening up our border to a flood of illegals, the, the likes no country has ever seen? What do you suppose that is all about? And here is uh, Donald Trump uh, talking about Joe Biden's presidency versus the worst presidents in American history. You could take the five worst presidents in American history and put them together and they would not have done the damage Joe Biden has done to our country in just 15 months. It has been breathtaking, hasn't it? As everyone is saying, Russia's outrageous invasion of Ukraine would never have happened 
And I mean, it would never have happened. That would be kind of like if I said uh, all the blood of all those Ukrainians is on Joe Biden's hands. If I was in the White House. It's actually on uh, Vladimir Putin's hands, but it wouldn't have been if uh, Donald Trump was the president because he wouldn't have invaded. And not even a chance would have never happened. Every time I look at those scenes on television and the scenes that you see in your papers, every time I look, I get sick to think about it because... All of those people that are dying and all of those people that are dead have been killed, savagely killed, horribly killed. They would be alive today. But you know, those 81 million voters who voted for Joe Biden knew that Russia considered him to be a strong leader. Actually, no, it would have made no sense whatsoever for uh, Russia to have wanted Donald Trump to be the president of the United States. Like with Hillary Clinton, they uh, with Joe Biden, they see somebody who's compromised. And now we're reaping the, uh, we're reaping the, it's not rewards, uh, we are reaping uh, what we sowed or what 81 million people and a bunch of Democrat operatives who stole the election sowed with regard to uh, Ukraine and, uh, and with Russia. I'll end on a high note on this. Um, Donald Trump helped to kick off Kid Rock's world tour. I, I like Kid Rock. You know, he's a, he's a Gen Xer like me, and he's got a new record out. And, you know, let's face it, his records pretty much all kind of sound alike. You know, they're very similar, but they still kind of kick butt. Uh, here he is. This is Donald Trump's uh, introduction of Kid Rock during Kid Rock's new world tour. I won't play the Kid Rock stuff because the title track has a big old F-bomb in the middle of it. We have a very special announcement from the 45th president of the United States of America. Here he comes. (laughs) Hello, everyone. I love you all. I know you're having a great time at the Kid Rock concert tonight. Quite frankly, he's amazing. All of you in attendance are the true backbone of our great country. Hardworking, God-fearing, rock and roll patriots. Bob is truly one of the greatest entertainers. Isn't it nice to see, like, a Republican with some uh, pop culture backing, you know? Of our time, not the best I'm not saying it's the end all. Golfer by any means. His golf game could use a little work, but a great, great entertainer, and that's why you're there. Let's all continue to love one another, fight for our God-given... Oh, that's a dog whistle for racism. And White supremacy. Most of all, let's make... America rock again. I like that. Let's make America rock again. That is fantastic. Now, a lot of people are melting down over his endorsement of Dr. Oz over the weekend. And when I look at his, uh, and I'm not a big fan of Mehmet Oz. I don't really know Mehmet Oz. I got to meet him when I was in New York. Seems like a decent guy. And a lot of people are saying that uh, they shouldn't vote for him because he was a darling of the media. He was on Oprah's show all the time. He was on all of these TV shows. He's hobnob with the elites of Hollywood. He used to be uh, pro-choice and all of this. And then I just realized, oh, wait a minute. That's what they said about Donald Trump. Now, I'm not comparing Mehmet Oz to Donald Trump. He's not Donald Trump, whatever, be Donald Trump. But I have faith in this president who I doubted for all the aforementioned reasons. And then he convinced me otherwise. So that's what I have to say about that. This is kind of interesting, and I've got some new stuff on uh, the Hunter Biden laptop and uh, Hunter Biden's life. I picked up this article this weekend about the privileged life of Hunter Biden 
And you and I haven't experienced this. I mean, maybe some of us have experienced some privilege. Maybe, you know, maybe your folks had a lot of money. My, my folks didn't. I grew up on a farm. If you, you know, heard me describe my childhood growing up in the 70s and 80s in Iowa, you'd think I was raised in the Great Depression because we didn't go to McDonald's. We didn't have pizza delivery. We lived on a farm. We ate everything we ate was off the farm. We had to go out and dig for the potatoes. We had to feed the chickens and the pigs and the cows. I had to clean up after them. I had to butcher them on a whole deal. But uh, this is an interesting piece called The the Laptop, Public Information Reveal Hunter Biden's Lifetime of Privilege. And it kind of reminds me of uh, some other people who have really led lifetimes of privilege who are some of the country's biggest enemies, like Barack Obama and Michelle Obama, who have lived these ungodly lifetimes of privilege and they still hate the country. The privilege is, in his adult years, started as early as 1988 when he was arrested at the age of 18 for drug possession at the same time that his father, then a senator from Delaware, was pushing for more harsh sentences for drug users. That's interesting, right? Apparently, uh, Hunter Biden admitted to the easy treatment and disclosure made when he was nominated to serve on the Amtrak Reform Board in 2006. Apparently, there was a pretrial intervention, and his record was expunged. Kind of interesting. When he applied to Yale Law School, the dean at the time, Guido Calabresi, got a phone call from uh, then-President Bill Clinton, the school's most powerful alumnus, asked him to accept Biden, who had recently graduated from Georgetown University. Yeah. The dean met with Hunter and then said, hey, maybe you should go to a different law school and transfer to Yale a little bit later. Biden followed the advice, went to Georgetown University Law for a year. The next year, 1994, he was accepted to Yale. And then... Clinton nominated Calabrese to a federal judge position, and uh, he insists that the Biden acceptance has nothing to do with him being nominated. (laughs) Oh, it gets worse. You should hear about his career and how much money he made right out of college. I've got all of that. You know, sometimes you need music to pump you up. Sometimes you need to stay calm and, and you need the meditation. I listen to music when I go to the gym. And I go to the gym, about 45 minutes is my workout, and I listen to music or I listen to, you know, podcasts. Maybe you listen to this podcast. You should try it with Raycon earbuds. You really should. They come with a bunch of gel tips for your comfort, and unlike other brands, they don't stick out of your ears. Yeah. They have a 32-hour battery life. Unbelievable. So you can listen to what you want, when you want, for a really long time. And they start at half the price of other premium audio brands, and they sound just as good. And Raycons come with a 45-day happiness guarantee. So you really can't lose. Give them a try. Right now, my listeners can receive 15% off the already low price of Raycons. Just go to buyraycon.com slash Newsmax, buyraycon.com slash Newsmax. Get them and listen to the podcast when you're going on a walk. Okay, buyraycon.com slash Newsmax to save 15% on Raycons. You know, Joe Biden is a swamp dweller. There's no doubt about it. He's been in Washington, D.C., spending his entire life telling us how to live ours, and he's dragged this miserable, wretched, awful family along with him. They're all a bunch of crooks. Uh, Hunter Biden, after he uh, got into uh, Yale Law School, thanks to, uh, you know, a little little something-something given to a uh, professor, he got a job in the Delaware Bank MBNA, which also happened to be his father's biggest campaign donor. His first job out of college, you ready? $100,000 a year, plus he got a signing bonus that was not disclosed. Yeah, got a, he got a signing bonus right out of college. How often is that? You know what I got when I got I graduated from college? I started in Columbia, Missouri as a, uh, as a radio uh, morning show host. I made eighteen five. 
<laughs> then, um, a few years later, 98, Hunter Biden sought a job with the Clinton administration through William Oldacre. Uh, and he uh, was a policy director specializing in the burgeoning Internet economy, apparently. Biden was also still collecting money from the bank, however, drawing $100,000 a year for the next five years, even though he didn't have to work there. And in 2010, Hunter Biden was hired by the law firm Boys, Schiller, and Flexner in an of-counsel position and earned $216,000 a year, according to an email on his old laptop. The job did not require his presence, just like the job that uh, Michelle Obama got with a hospital in Chicago. Didn't have to show up at all. All of these positions took place before Biden's work in Ukraine for the Burisma energy giant or in China, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I actually have, this is some uh, tape that I have showing how privileged that Hunter Biden was. This is him being introduced at work and shown to his first job where he got his own office. Okay, left. Hey, can I open my eyes now, Dad? I didn't have to close them in the first place. There he is. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, open them up. That's my name. Yeah, that's your new office now, college grad. Go on in there. <laughs> awesome. Hey, there's even a fridge. This is great. You can put six packs of soda in here. Milk, yogurt, you can put candy bars in the freezer. Anything that you want to keep cool. There he is. That's uh, Hunter Biden getting his new office right out of college. It just happened exactly like that. <laughs> Unlike uh, Tommy Boy, um, Hunter Biden has never learned anything. That's the, uh, that's the big problem. We are joined by a very special guest, somebody who I, uh, one of the few that I really, really uh, try to catch uh, his take on a lot of events around the world, a former DOD Chief of Staff, Senior Director for Counterterrorism, National Security Council. I could go on and on on Epic Times with uh, Cash's Corner, among other things. Cash Patel joins us on the Newsmax Hotline. Hello, my friend. Welcome to the show. How are you today? Hey, Rob. It's great to be with you. Thanks for having me back on. It's a good way to kick off the Monday News Series. Well, buddy, I'm, I'm seeing you all over the place and, uh, and uh, you know, expanding your reach and uh, bringing your experience to the floor. One thing that I, I have noticed a uh, little bit quieter on the Western Front with regard to social media and discussing January 6th and discussing uh, the election of 2020, I think we've seen a couple of dominoes fall. We saw the Russia collusion hoax fall. We saw Hunter Biden's laptop fall. Do you suppose that maybe the mainstream media is going, maybe they'll think we're lying about this other stuff, too? Uh, yeah, I mean, they'll come up, just give them a month or two, they'll come up with the next version of Russiagate or Hunter Biden's laptop <laughs> or January 6th or the election or what have you. I mean, the, the, the thing is, when you're funded by Soros and you have all the lunatics in the world line up on the same side, um, you know, they, they'll come up with some scheme. You know, the Whitmer plot just ended in a failed FBI yes. coup which was just exposed, and we knew that going into it um, because of the way the FBI has been corrupted by its leadership and Chris Ray. So they'll come up with something, and they'll, and they'll quietly, like a thousand feet below that something, say, oh, maybe we got a sentence wrong in this entire um, treacherous tale we sold to the American public. That was totally false. Nothing to see here, though. But look, at all, but look at all the things that we've seen fall. Yeah. I mean, Hillary Clinton and the DNC had to pay a paltry, what, $108,000 by yeah. the FEC? for literally paying for a Russia collusion hoax. This should be the end all. You've got the New York Times and Washington Post covering up Hunter Biden's laptop for two years, and the FBI losing a copy of the hard drive and having to have a copy of the hard drive entered into the congressional record. 
Now we've got the Whitmer plot going on the wayside. What's the next domino to fall, Cash? Uh, I think it's a little bit it's interconnected, right? Look, the the Hillary Clinton, right? You know, we got to remind everybody Hillary Clinton paid a fine, though not enough. No. Paid a fine because she admitted to breaking the law. She broke federal law and spent campaign dollars to hire Russian clowns to dig up false dirt and pump it into the FISA court and surveil a presidential candidate, her opponent, and later president of the United States. That's going to be connected to everything John Durham's been cranking out. And his pleading a week or two ago was uh, pretty uh, demonstrative. It laid out a joint venture conspiracy. Those are his words under the law. He said to a judge, I've met the joint venture conspiracy for Michael Sussman's indictment, which means the head campaign lawyer for Hillary Clinton, who orchestrated this whole thing with Fusion GPS, Steel, and all those other clowns, um, has been caught perpetuating this criminal conspiracy. And what John Durham is saying is, you can't do a joint venture conspiracy unless there's a lot of other people. And I think those other people are about to come to light. He started naming a few of those people, at least by title, and he started showing his hand as to who else might have exposure um, in this whole saga, including, you know, McCabe, Strzok, all the, all the household names. But I think another one that we have to watch is Jake Sullivan, the current national security advisor. You know, I interrogated both Jake Sullivan and Michael Sussman under oath during the Russiagate investigation that I led under Chairman Nunes. And my deposition is the one John Durham cites to charge Michael Sussman in his indictment. This is remarkable. You know, they did you get a chance to see any of the uh, disinformation conference in Chicago this weekend? <laughs> <laughs> I, start, I had to laugh. I had to laugh, guys, because, you know, and I've done some research on this, and I know that Joseph Stalin came up with the, uh, the term disinformatia in 1923. He created a government agency which was essentially to silence all opposition. It was, it was anybody speaking about uh, uh, against the party line, they were subject to re-education and presumably also death. So I think it's kind of funny. They literally called the damned conference the disinformation <laughs> conference. Uh. And, it, and it makes you wonder, I mean, is it, is it this nakedly obvious, Cash, that, uh, that they are using the same historical things that Soviet communists used to spread propaganda in the United States, and they're, and they're nakedly obvious about it. Is that where we are, that they think they can say anything and they can literally use the communist playbook and get away with it? Look, it's where they've created uh, the situation we are in by continuously lying to the American people and forcing political narratives instead of actually being journalists. And it started with Russiagate. It went to Ukraine impeachment fiasco. Hunter Biden left. You know, we've talked about, we could talk about 80,000 different other <laughs> ones, and they were given the Pulitzer Prizes for the yes. fake reporting. And, uh, you know, some people were nominated for other, you know, uh, these lofty awards that they that they like to glad hand and pat themselves on the back about. And that's what they do. They just force these narratives out, and Joe Biden takes this, he takes his national security cues from the political media instead of from the evidence and facts. And what they do is they just create a combination of headlines by working in sync to say, there's no problem at the southern border, and everything's fine. Putin's not going to do anything. The southern border is a disaster, and Putin has launched a war. Uh, Nothing to see in Afghanistan until Joe Biden comes in and causes a cataclysmic implosion in Afghanistan, which leads to 13 dead American service members. Uh, But the media, not much to see there. The mainstream media doesn't want to cover Afghanistan anymore and the rise of the Taliban the rise in the opioid crisis, and, oh, by the way, what happened to the protecting of women's rights in Afghanistan? Those are 
not on a steady decline. Those are on a drastic assault yeah. since the Taliban took over. I mean, these people can't get anything right because they don't care about the evidence and the facts and the information. They care about the politics and what this mainstream corrupt disinformation media wants to churn out. Because anything that's successful on any national security front ties directly to what Donald Trump is doing. And they just can't have that. I enjoyed uh, the president's speech this weekend. It was featured on uh, on Newsmax, mm-hmm. and and he breached uh, different topics. For instance, Ukraine, and you know we see all of these. We see echoes of World War II. We see what Russia has always been as far as their military and leadership. They are barbarians. They are barbaric. They are murderous. And uh, when I look at those pictures, I think of what could have been if Donald Trump were the president of the United States. This wouldn't have happened, Cash. We would not have this going on in Ukraine. I'd like your thought on this and and the the audacity of. Joe Biden to act like he's somehow a leader when uh, Boris Johnson actually went to Ukraine this weekend and showed who the leader really was. I'm not a big fan of him. But your thoughts on Ukraine and Joe Biden saying he's somehow involved in the leadership, our leadership in the area. Well, if you call being involved, being, being left off of uh, phone calls by global world leaders, having <laughs> global world leaders decline to take your phone call not being invited to meetings with Western European allies, if you call that leading, then Joe Biden is leading um, in trove. But what happens is, you know, the difference between Biden and Trump is on stark display for the world to see. He is basically going around asking the media to cover down for him while he sleeps in Delaware. I mean, it, and it's true. Putin would not have invaded the Ukraine under Trump. He, just, he didn't do it. He did it under Obama, and now he's doing it under Biden. You can, you can knock President Trump all you want, but he had the respect of the likes of Kim Jong-un and Putin and yeah. Xi Jinping and the CCP, our biggest rivals, our biggest adversaries. Yeah. And while they, of course, messed with America during the Trump presidency, they didn't do it to this level because they knew he would come in over the top and wreck their lives. Uh, and not by causing a war. He would economically take them out. He would suffocate their borders. He would go to our allies and say, we, like he did with NATO— we are leveraging us together against our common enemy, Russia and China. And that's why they stood at bay. Enter Joe Biden. They're like, you know, game on. We could do literally anything we want, including starting a war, have a united front at the genocide game, launch attacks in the South China Sea, and have Rocket Man launching rockets over Japan like no one's ever seen before. And the media is just not covering any of it because yeah. it's going to make Joe Biden look bad. But that doesn't mean it's not happening. It's just part of, as you said, their Russian disinformation campaign they're borrowing from Stalin. And they keep doubling down on stupid. For instance, um, uh, Alejandro Mayorkas again doubling down on white supremacy being the greatest threat in America while they're expecting, you know, 20,000 people a day coming across the border in May. You as a specialist on uh, terrorism, among other things, uh, what are your thoughts of uh, Alejandro Mayorkas and, and what he is trying to do when he says that the terrorist threat is within? Well, again, that's the, that's the highlight. That's a great example, unfortunately, of how the political narrative has shifted because the media and Joe Biden wants not to focus on the facts, but wants to shift the narrative to domestic extremism and white supremacy and white rage of the DOD, when this stuff just doesn't exist and there's no facts to support it. And our Homeland Secretary is literally selling America nothing to see here on the southern border. The, the, the enemy is within. Why do you think so many Americans are ticked off at this administration? You don't need a security clearance to know. Our enemy is not within. We have bad, some bad people in America. There are worse people trying to get here illegally. There are terrorists crossing the border. 
They've been caught trying to catch across the border, which means others have gotten in. Not to mention the quote-unquote refugee flights out of Afghanistan by the thousands that they dropped off in America without doing any vetting or research into who we're letting into our country. And then you have Joe Biden's, you know, amnesty flights landing in the airports <laughs> and tarmacs around the country at, yeah. the, you know, at dawn's early light. Yeah. But, but apparently, according uh, to our head of Homeland Security, nothing to see here. It's the, it's the you know, white supremacists and the, and the, and the domestic terrorists you have, to gotta, you have to watch out for, which, by the way, are on a have been on a drastically decline for the last five years. So not yeah. looking at the evidence. We have got about a minute left. I want to ask you this. I know that you were a part of the, the Trump administration, and your life was made a living hell by a corrupt, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, honest, a corrupt DOJ. How was that, and would you, if Donald Trump, uh, you know, he's going, I think he's going to run again. If he does and he wins, would you go back? Would you work with another administration in D.C., considering what you've been through? Look, I mean, I'm a former federal prosecutor. I'm a former member of the Department of Justice. I worked with the IC. I was the Deputy Director of National Intelligence. I love these places, and I love the mission. I signed up for the mission. And so if we're fortunate enough to have a Donald Trump leave this country again, and the mission calls for me to come in and, and, and serve, I'm in. I'm all in. And I believe he's probably, you know, as long as he's healthy, he's probably going to make a run uh, for the presidency because we all now see how bad it is. He sees it, too, and he knows how much better it was and could be. And if I can play a small part in that, then uh, game on. I'm in. Does it give you a, a degree of satisfaction to watch each of these dominoes fall? Uh, yeah, but it's it, got to make know, you feel good. It, it Personally, yeah, when you step back, I'm like, great. But, you know, for the country, when you serve, you know, I served for 16 years, you know, it hurts the country. It hurts Americans. That's not why people sign up to serve, to watch their government be politicized and have the law broken inwards and no accountability occur. And, and the people that are hurt the most are American citizens. And they're tired of the lack of accountability. And, and I hope John Durham's coming in with a, a big swooping uh, accountability stream this summer. Oh, I think it's coming. I think, I think it's, it's, uh, it is a, uh, it's a big old train to come. Listen, I appreciate your time today. You're all over. You've got this uh, Epic Times Cash's Corner going on, which is fantastic. Uh, you're on Getter Fight with Cash. You are on uh, Twitter, Cash's Corner. Always great to have you on, Cash. And I, I know as November approaches, things are just going to get better for the country. And uh, I thank you for your time and your service, my friend. We'll talk again soon, okay? Thanks so much. And check me out at Cash on Truth. It's the only place I'm actually on as a human. Several Democrats have joined a half dozen Republicans to co-sponsor a bill to bar the Biden administration from ending Title 42. They're doing it to save their butts. But I don't care. Uh, it looks like some people are getting along. This Kristen Sinema, uh, Senator James Lankford of Oklahoma, uh, they have led a group of five Democrat and six Republican senators in introducing a bill Thursday to block the Biden administration from ending Title 42, which allows border enforcement to turn away migrants at the southern border over COVID-19 concerns. I hope that hell is raised over this if this is allowed to sunset and this stream of migrants is allowed to come into this country. I'm hoping there are trucker convoys to Texas and Arizona. I don't know what it's going to take, but there has got to be something that has to be done about this nonsense. Nonsense. This is according to uh, Kristen Cinema. Arizona communities bear the brunt of the federal government's failure at the border, so we're stepping in and protecting border communities by ensuring the administration works hand-in-hand -hand with local leaders, law enforcement, and nonprofits to put a comprehensive workable plan in place before lifting Title 42. Well, you're going to have to get that locally. You're going to have to get it from states because the federal government and the Biden administration could give a rat's behind about it. Here's the positive. 
Texas officials are reporting that the Biden administration has stopped dropping off released migrants in many cities across the state. Do you know why? Because Greg Abbott said this of illegals dropped off in Texas. To help local officials whose communities are being overwhelmed by hordes of illegal immigrants who are being dropped off by the Biden administration, Texas is providing charter buses to send these illegal immigrants who have been dropped off by the Biden administration to Washington, D.C. I we are sending- love this. I love this. The Texas Division of Emergency Management dispatched multiple buses to areas where community leaders expressed concerns about the federal government dropping off migrants in their cities. Uh, so they decided to bring the buses and the federal government backed off. All we have to do is say no on all of this nonsense. All we have to do is fight back. All we have to do is say what is right for the country, what is right for your community, and just say no. They fall in line. They fall like paper tigers. We just have to fight back. It is time for me to go, ladies and gentlemen. I want to thank you for listening today. The show is growing by leaps and bounds. Uh, If you would like to, and I would appreciate it if you do this, go to Apple Podcasts subscribe to the show and if you would give me a review right now i've got a lot of five-star reviews and i greatly appreciate it if you like the show if you like the humor you like the content because i put a lot of content into this sucker then please leave a nice review for me that would be gigantic that would be gigantic big things are coming guys i am blessed to be here god bless you god bless our police god bless our military never forget ashley babbitt's name and above all don't catch the stupid thanks for listening to the newsmax daily with rob carson check your cable guide or NewsmaxTV.com, or watch free on youtube roku apple pluto zumo amazon fire and your smart tv newsmax america's fastest growing cable news channel check NewsmaxTV.com for details 